Welcome to the fall edition of Seize the Day with Jim and Winston. Yeah. We have lots of interesting topics today. Woo! 2017 fall. Jim, can you believe it? We made it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you had the first snowfall over there yet? Oh, yeah. We had uh, we had over a foot of snow in town, and it, uh, along came some rain and warmer weather, and it's almost all, well, it all went away, and we got an inch overnight, or for those of you on the metric system, about five centimeters, or two and a half centimeters. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've had, I don't think we've had anything serious uh, that, you know, like I can write home about, but um, definitely I can say that it's... Um, it's been getting a lot colder these days. It's it's been raining more than it has been um, uh, snowing or anything, but I think it's on the horizon for sure. You know, so that's that's the weather in Vancouver and this in this December twenty seventeen. But we got some cool stuff to talk about. We, we uh, apologize to the listeners. We haven't been um, able to get together because of our busy schedules the last little bit. But we're doing a combined fall session here, and uh, you know, like the saying goes, Jim, how can we miss you if you never go away, right? <laughs> always leave them wanting more yeah like you know maybe you thought you'd have us forever but because we aren't always there you know next time you're gonna remember us so we're back again back again you know yeah so you know we've got uh, we're just at the tail end of the fall here and we're knocking on the door to uh, everybody's uh, christmas vacations and and that sort of time so you know we have uh, we have a few few things we want to ponder heading into that uh, time of year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, what else can I tell you? Um, well, let's see. Let's talk about like rest. Oh, uh, we both have a take on rest. Uh, like that, that's part of our topic today. We're talking about the importance of rest. So, Jim, what do you, what do you got to talk about for that one? Yeah, it's. Um, you know, with the with the technology that workplace workplaces present to us now, you know, uh, accessibility to those of us who do our jobs is unprecedented by employers, and sometimes we don't get our brain out of that workspace on our time off. And uh, true, this this weekend specifically, I made a point of doing that and trying to get the the world to slow down a little bit through. You know, not having to be in a frenetic pace where it's, you know, emails coming in, text messages coming in, documents up, multiple documents being worked on, you know, all that sort of stuff that can, you know, spin you around over the workday and and uh, kind of wear you down by the end of the day. So, uh, you know, this weekend, it just kind of took it as it came, did a bit of reading, you know, took care of a few um, you know, simple things, you know, a bit of grocery shopping and stuff and a little bit of culinary activity and <laughs> watched Canucks beat the Leafs. Yeah, so. that was incredible. Like, hey, yeah. I know you guys have, we may have listeners from Toronto, but that's okay. It doesn't happen very often <laughs> we win anyway. So this is a big moment to uh, to celebrate, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Man, we actually beat like LA, I mean, I'm, I'm, Toronto, it's amazing, right? This yeah. season. That's quite a big feat for those our team for sure. Doesn't happen often, you know. <laughs> you don't, but uh, yeah, all good. Uh, you know, so we took the time to be able to do that and enjoy those things and all that. And and you know, I I just was commenting to Winston in our prep that how much sitting down to read a book slows the world down and and how restful that can be. 
Oh yeah, I totally agree. Like just um, to go into your brain rather than outward, because I think we're. I think sometimes society conditions us to have to deal with what's in front of us right away, and it's tiring. It's absolutely tiring. Um, sometimes I feel like you can't keep up. You know. So, yeah, exactly. You know, you get to. You know, your brain is in a certain space working on a certain file and you get an email that is asking you to do something with an immediate response. So you have to switch directions and then come back and refocus and, and you know, those type of things don't always happen in, in other jobs, you know? Yeah. And it, it really sucks the energy out of you, you know, and you're, you're forced to kind of, to, you know, to keep yourself grounded in the process but if you don't get that break and you don't take the proper rest you're really running on fumes and you know the people that suffer are usually the ones immediately around you you know yeah that's well put that's exactly what happens so uh, yeah so you know we're coming into that christmas break and and it can either be and, and trust trust me we're all going to have busy times with uh, you know seeing friends and family and you know, big dinners and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But if, if you have enough time, take a day or two and, you know, whether that's... One of the other things I did was a golf nap on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> golf nap on Saturday. That sounds good. I like the sound of that one. Yeah, yeah. And and watched a, a movie that I really enjoyed, and I've seen it many times, but I really enjoy seeing it. Mm -hmm. I, and it's in a golf theme. It's called The Greatest Game Ever Played. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's just you know when a reading and a good movie kind of can do the same thing. They can take your brain and put it in a whole other space, right? That isn't having other distractions come into you. Yeah, yeah, good. That's that's well put too. Um, you know, I just think that you know you're reminding me tonight. I should better like cozy up to this new book I bought. I actually bought this, um, I was telling you, I was going to tell you, I bought this new book by Oprah. It's sort of a collection uh, of her um, her thoughts. And there's, there's simple page, uh, like, you know, a flip page at a time. Um, let me just see if I can dig up the, the name of the book here. It's called, yeah, The Wisdom of Sundays. Life-Changing Insights from the Super Soul. So uh, on Amazon, you can find that. It's like 145 customer re reviews, four and a half stars. On the Amazon charts is like the 19 most sold book. So runs you about, I don't know, anywhere from 20, 25 bucks or something like that. But what's kind of cool is that, you know, I found that, do you ever find as you're getting older, like that you feel so compressed in time that like you have so much you want to do in short, so little time, right? And um, I'm finding that I have to slow it down. Like as much as the society and technology want you to speed up, I feel it's really important to make a conscious effort to take life at a pace that you can actually digest rather than just take it at the, at the pace that's thrown at you, you know? And yeah, well said. Um, oh. and, and you, and you use the term there, digest, you know, sometimes in our work days when it's, it's time for our meal that we, we don't take the time to eat that in the proper speed. Yeah, no, I, I'm guilty of that one. Sometimes yeah. I'll be too fast or too slow. Either way, ask the family, either way, they're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> But the only time that becomes a clincher is if I eat too slow, I'm doing the dishes. So <laughs> suddenly I got some incentive now, you know, but yeah, I mean, 
I just find that you can it's a rec, you know a breakneck pace if you if you don't watch yourself pretty close you know you can easily get into a, a pattern of just trying to meet people's um, needs without meeting your own and um, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you're doing it for the right reasons but I would say a lot of times we do stuff um, sort of to fight fires rather than actually be happy you know yeah, there's certain realities in life, and that's, you know, a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, you have to make that hit, right? Yeah. But um, sometimes it's important to take a step back and just sort of look at life for what it really is. And it, it, is it just a rat race? It shouldn't be. I mean, ironically, I sell the SL rat. <laughs> a, a device used to tech for sewer line rapid assessment. So that's why they call it a sewer line rapid assessment tool. It's, ironically, it's a rat race for me. But at least it's a profitable one, right? <laughs> well, it's always nice to work business and pleasure at the same time. Anytime, Jim. Anytime. You know, um, you know on, on that same topic, I find that like this past week, I've been really worn out because I'm trying to accomplish a lot of goals and juggle work while hosting uh, a friend from out of town on uh, some other work stuff. And then when I finally got a moment to rest, what did I do? I added more work onto my plate by more personal work of getting a, a new technology item and then having to set it up. And I was so tired at the end, I didn't even have time to enjoy it after I set it up. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes we can become our own worst enemies and those sorts of things and trying to get too much done, you know. Uh, the, the weekend at our house can sometimes be because we're, you know, we're on a certain type of an eating plan and it, it involves bone broth, so we can spend the weekend doing a whole bunch of culinary stuff. Yeah, right. And, and by the time you finish all that, clean it up two or three times and holy cow, you haven't had any rest over the weekend. Yeah, exactly. You feel so tired, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going into the week with no with no recharge. Yeah, like that's the thing, right? I'm trying to, to kind of balance, you know, what's, um, what's doable and then what, what, you know, what you want to do and achieve. And then um, it's, a, it's a very challenging time in the way that we're living this, these days because... It seems like there's not a it, in, like there's not a direct push that you have to get things done, but it just feels like that if you don't, you're falling behind, just to keep up, you know. Yeah, we we tend to to insert our work pace into our personal pace, right? Because that's the pace we're used to. Yeah, and so you know, suddenly we're chasing, uh, like we're basically chasing our tails to try to keep up with what's going on in the world, right? Yeah, and you know, when we're into, when we're in the kind of the, uh, I'll use this analogy, you know, when, you, when you're busy bailing water in a storm, you don't really have too much time to fix the boat. Ooh, that's deep. Right? I like that. So, you know, when, when, when we're doing that in our day-to-day -day and it spills into our personal time, where do we get things, time to look at things like, you know, long-term goals and short-term goals and holidays with their true meaning and their true purpose. Right. So, so you know, maybe we've got to start looking at what we do at work and that's scheduling this type of time. 
Yeah, actually making a conscious effort, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and, it, and it's just as important to schedule that time as it is to um, to do anything else. Like, health needs time. And, you know, actually a couple of people have um, uh, talked to me about health lately because of their own experiences. I, You know, I'm in my mid to later 40s now, and uh, a friend of mine, the one that came by this week, he was reminding me how important it is to get, like, um, physical exams and prostate exams and, and doing, and I, you know, I've, I've been a pretty healthy person most of my life. So it's easy to neglect, you know, like why fix what's not broken. Right. But, you know, maybe it's important sometimes to find out if it, if anything's broken. Cause you know, like I would say that the average person doesn't even notice what an air filter or, or oil filter does in their car until the car stops working. Right. Yes. And I'm not like a, I, like a car guru by any means, you know, like, but at the same rate, I know, I think I take better care of my car sometimes than my body, to be honest with you. The reason why is because you, when there's a little maintenance minder on my car that says like, um, you know, tune me up, I say, sure, I might as well. Otherwise, the, I won't, one day I want to get somewhere and the car won't work, right? Exactly. But, you know, um, with my body, if it's saying, feed me, feed me, I say, oh, you can wait a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Stop whining about it. It will get to you eventually. Take a number. <laughs> but then, but it's funny because you don't really think about it, um, how important it is to, to feed and take care of that body, nurture it. It's like any relationship. You know, you and I are both married. Um, we've been both married for, I don't know, how long you've been married there, Jim? Uh, just over 17 years. Yeah, so I've been married. This will be 21 years this December. So it's been a long time. Like I think we should give ourselves a clap. A little bit of applause. Yeah. <laughs> beat it, yeah, we beat, it, beat the odds, brother. So the fact that we could even make a long-term commitment to our wives and stay together is, is a huge thing. I think it's overlooked as how important it is. I mean, uh, a buddy of mine said to me one day, he said, you know what? How do you spell marriage? I said, how? W-O-R-K. It's work. And I said, you're right, brother, because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Although majority of people do get married one time in their life, it's not easy staying together. That's for sure. It's easy to to fall in love with the, the concept of wanting to stay together forever. But to actually do it, anybody who's done it will tell you it's not as easy. But the work is fun work, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, not, not to neglect the value of... Um, of actually being married in any way but I would say that there's a lot of times when you um, can forget um, you know that you can you know you can make your work fun you, can, you don't have to live in misery or anything right you know it's your choice of how you you can choose to make your your life uh, you know um, a prison or you can turn it into a garden or eat in there right but the thing is that a lot of people um, they don't look at the bigger picture of what what's actually happening until it's too late. And then our part of our our goal here is to um, is to uh, help remind people and that uh, you know life's not forever. And I was reading this quote by Anthony Hopkins. It says, "You know, the truth is, none of us are getting out of this this program alive. So we might as well live a lot, love a lot." and do a lot with what we have, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing, but the note, yeah. note is that like, 
like drink deeper, live deeper, because the truth is it's not forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've said this before in the program mm-hmm. or the podcast, time is the most valuable currency. It is. It is. You, can't, you, you have all the money in the world, but that's not going to buy you any more time. Yeah, you can try. But yeah. last time I checked, even with Bitcoin, I don't think you're going to get a better deal on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think it's great that we actually commit to, to doing what we do, you know, Jim? Because, like, you know, we're, we're doing this not because we have to. We, don't, we Honestly, for those listeners out there, not to dissuade you, but you're a rare breed to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> a rare but chosen breed. You know Very lucky breed. Because the truth is that not everybody has access to a computer. Well, most people do these days. But the truth is that not everybody's taking their time right now to, to listen to us. But that's not because our content isn't extremely valuable. <laughs> it's more likely that they haven't found us yet, you know? Precisely. You know? And if they did find us, I mean, if the masses found us, oh my gosh. Our floodload <laughs> flood of people that would be coming knocking on our door. It'd be so overwhelming. The servers might crash. Dare <laughs> <laughs> to dream. <laughs> I don't know. We give the, the we'd give the Victoria's Secret uh, uh, TV show every year, fashion show, a run for its money with the volume. Eh? <laughs> Maybe not quite to the same degree, but I'm sure there would be some demand for our content for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, in a nutshell, I would say. There's a lot more to life than just like trying to hit the finish line because the finish line isn't so pretty because what it turns out to be is that you get everybody at the end of their life has to evaluate if they've lived a great life, an mediocre life or a life of regret, right? You know? Yes. And, and the truth is that, um, you know, we're not, we're not immune to anything that can happen in our world here, right? Like. At any moment, you could start to see some crazy stuff happening, right? So, I'm just saying that I think it's important that we um, we cherish the time that we got and then to make the most of what we have. Not to preach through the gospel. It's preach the gospel through the choir here. But the thing is that I think a lot of times we um, think that we, we're going to have forever, but the truth is we don't. And I think um, it's very easy to... Neglect what you think you have forever to do, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so that, that brings us to a couple things that, that uh, you know, we mentioned. One is, and we'll start on the shorter end of the stick and move to the longer end, but okay. you know, goals you might have of things you want to do in your life. What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? Mm-hmm. And are, are those things set in stone or are they fluid? Yeah. You know, because, you know, sometimes a long-term goal needs to be looked at down the road a little bit because we evolve as people, we change as people, you know, maybe our priorities change or maybe we realize that to, to reach that long-term goal, we need to, to change the day-to-day. So, um, you know, and I, would, I would hope, from my perspective, I would hope that those type of goals aren't career focused yeah i hear you i know it can't just be about that yeah exactly and and maybe maybe there's two columns maybe there's a career column and maybe there's a personal column Mm -hmm. so that your life isn't all about work yeah true 
Yeah, I, I know. I think that um, if you segment it and look at chunks of data, like uh, I think my daughter was saying to me, like sometimes she's in university now, so she'll feel overwhelmed when she has a lot of uh, pressing items to do at one time. And I said, just chunk your life, you know, take it in chunks rather than all at once. Because sometimes if you bite, bite off more than you can chew, you get so overwhelmed that you can't focus, you know? Yeah, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Ooh, I like that. I haven't had any elephant lately, so. <laughs> Never have. I, I, <laughs> don't, yeah. take, don't take that literally, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, I guess uh gives new meaning to, to carrying a heavy trunk. <laughs> okay, there we go, brother. So, yeah, and I mean, everything's good. Um, you know, we're not telling people how to live or or um, the best way to live. But you know, lately, Jim, I was having a thought, and this is completely off topic, so we're sharing things as it actually happens. I mean, I had a lunch with that colleague this week. It was quite insightful. First, he reminded me about health, because he'd gone through, he wasn't preaching to me, he was just telling me what happened to him. He had uh, three mini heart attacks, and then he had, um, uh, he, he got injured once, and, um, and he was worried about blood clots and things like that, and um, a family member had just recently passed away, and it really made me really made me think about um, what's going on in his life and what going on in any of our lives, you know? Um, it's not as simple as it seems. Everything we think that is simple is only simple after you have the skills to cope with those problems, right? But the reality is um, most people uh, go through their life and fight the fire every day. You know, they, they say, well, this, this isn't working or this needs my response right away. The baby's crying, so I'll run to the baby, right? But, you know, if we kind of look ahead and kind of preempt a few of these problems, and we can't preempt everything, so I'm not saying that we're, we've got that ability to, to read too far in the future. Uh, but if we do preempt things a little bit by taking the preparations to make time for ourselves, like you said, um, even to, um, you know, schedule time for important things like health and yoga and things like that, right? I mean, those are that's the first step in taking care of yourself. You know, scheduling your own time. Yeah, they're, they're all the things we hear about all the time. Diet, exercise. Yeah. And, and um, maybe some personal pursuit time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that, um, you know, that we, we actually do, do take that time to, um, you know, space out life so that it is taking care of yourself in the right time, right? Like the right pace of what you can handle, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because otherwise, what, what are we here for? You know, are we here to just, uh, are we here for a, a long time? No. Are we here for a good time? I'd hope so. There's no guarantees. But all we know, like Anthony Hopkins said, he, we're not, none of us are getting out of this alive. <laughs> and once there's a understanding of that, then it starts to change a little. You know what I mean? It starts to turn into something like, you know what? Maybe we do have a few minutes to stop and help old Billy tie his shoelaces. You know, maybe we have a chance in our rush to get to work to pull over and help out that car that got stranded on the side of the road. Not to recommend that if you're in danger, because I'm saying a lot of times people have their own cell phones. They can call BCAA themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it is a setup. You never know, right? But 
The thing is that as long as it's within reason, and you take care of yourself and you take care of those around you, at, at least your immediate family, that I think you live a better life. You know, I think that you, um, that, that karma is a good thing. That, um, you know, if we don't take time for ourselves and we don't take time for the people around us, then what are we taking time for? I mean, it's awfully, it's not to chase the, the mighty old dollar because honestly, that doesn't feed, that doesn't feed your soul. It might feed you now, but it doesn't feed your soul. Yeah, you, you brought up something very interesting there. That's the use of karma in a positive connotation. Right. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a negative connotation. I, I know a lot of people look at it that way, but it's, it doesn't have to be negative. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people use use karma in a, in a context that, that states things like, um, you know, like, well, yeah, look at what happened to them. That's karma, you know, from a negative perspective. But if, if you want good karma in your life, mm -hmm. do, do exactly what you said. You know, help somebody out. Yeah. You know, do a little volunteering, do, do whatever um, it takes. And, and maybe some of that karma is getting the exercise you need. Yeah. And you, you never know if you're, you're single and you've got, uh, you're exercising, you might meet somebody just as healthy as yourself <laughs> in the process, right? Yeah. And that's just one aspect, but you know, um, also heard things like, um, if, if, you do learning as a lifelong activity. Mm -hmm. It's going to do so many great things for your brain, and and you know it's it's been known that uh, you know if you do that, that uh, you're less susceptible to things like Alzheimer's and all that sort of stuff, right? So you know, just seeking out or doing some learning, it, and it doesn't have to lead to a job. It doesn't have to to lead to anything. Mm -hmm. right? It's just maybe it comes down to the simple saying, knowledge is power. So, you know, if you continue to learn on things that are maybe only valuable to yourself personally, it doesn't have to relate to anything more than that. Mm -hmm. Gee, I wish I, wa I, I, I wonder how that worked. Well, you know, and today's day and age is pretty easy to, 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 Research that and, and do a little bit of learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's it's just um, funny. It's a, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it, Jim? We've talked about that a lot through our, all our months of um, of doing these uh, seize the day talks. It's um it's strange that that mm -hmm. we always resonate back to the the same core topics. But like one thing I thought was insightful that you mentioned is that most people associate karma as a negative. Like, oh, you know, there's bad karma, or if you don't do this, there'll be bad karma. But that seems so punitive to me. And I don't think karma is only punitive. I think karma can work both ways. It's like, you have, can you truly understand good if you don't know what evil is, right? You know, um, and you know, you don't have to experience evil firsthand, but you can have an understanding of it, at least to appreciate, if for nothing else, to better appreciate um, good. Because... Um, when you limit your experience to only the good things, you're actually not doing yourself a long-term service because I find that that could be a limiting factor in your over long-term growth, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
we just uh, just want to coming in, you know, on the cusp of the holiday season to wish everybody out there good karma. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny, you know. I was thinking the other day about um, our talks and how this one would be a little bit delayed because of things. And um, summer and fall are always a busy time. There's lots of stuff going on. But you know what was really cool? I mean, to my listeners out there and Jim's listeners out there um, and our listeners collectively out there, I got to say that it takes two to tango. You got to have good commitment of both parties to want to make it happen. And I just felt good that I got a friend like Jim out there who's just as committed to getting together to keep this going, even for the, for the love of doing it. I mean, sure, we do it for... Uh, for listeners, but we—it's a great archive of our own friendship, you know, Jim. Yeah, very much so, and uh, yeah, I'd like to share that sentiment with you as well, Winston. You know, it's—it's it's a mutual commitment and a mutual benefit and a mutual joy. Yeah, we've been doing this for quite some time, so we're experienced bloggers, available for hire. <laughs> <laughs> on the side, we like we do pretty well for ourselves. Not talking big, but three martini lunches and caviar on the side, right, Jim? <laughs> um, but at the same rate, who are we to deny the world of our of our uh, oratory magnets? <laughs> so we're saying that if you should have a need to have two lovely talk hosts here that can change the whole face of your world. We, we could be those people. <laughs> we could be those people for you. We don't well, want to promise more than we can deliver, but I think we could be in the running to do that for you. Yeah, that, that uh, TED Talk offer is right around the corner, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's coming close anyways, right? You know? So, things are just rolling along these days. Anything else happening that's new? Let's talk about what's going on in the rest of our agenda today. Uh, we were going to talk about a couple other things. Um, oh, long-term goals and short-term goals. That's right. We were going to talk about that too. Um, just to sort of talk about like the value of having, of even setting those goals and the value of, um, having goals to even talk about to start with. Right. Um, you got any long-term goals you want to share that aren't too personal, but personal enough that the the listeners will enjoy? (laughs) You know what? They're pretty simple. I did write a bit of a bucket list, and oh, you and did. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're 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 pretty they're pretty simple. There's nothing grandiose in them, other than to how I see it. There's a, a small lake just to the west of town that I'd like to be able to uh, swim the whole length without switching. You know, in the crawl without switching to the breaststroke or anything like that in one pull. Oh wow! That's yet to be achieved. Um, that's going to take a little bit of time and training and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's one. Um, another real simple one is to be able to to be able to to cut a quality stair stringer. I haven't had the need yet, but I, I do foresee that coming up. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that, uh, a, a little bit of trade trade based thing like that. Yeah, that's not uh, always so easy, is it, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for some that's pretty simple. Uh, but um, yeah, it's something I'd like to be able to do. No, oh, that's cool. I like those goals because it, it's simple as that might seem. I, I know that cutting a stair stringer properly is not. It takes some calculation there. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and, so yeah. anybody who's done it, they can say, yeah, that's not so bad. But, you know, great that you can do it, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so 
it's not as easy for uh, us regular people in the world. That's why we end up having to hire people to do that. I mean, I just had our um, our deck redone um, this summer, right? So I know that uh, the guy that did it was very talented. He done many, many decks and um, really made me appreciate like the skill that people have on that thing. And in fact, um, I was going to tell you, I, we were renovating our kitchen. You know how we had that long odyssey about the kitchen reno. We scaled it back and just did a simple renovation and bought new appliances. I did the floor myself, uh, did a tile backsplash, and then I got down to the cabinet doors, which were too good to really replace. But um, um, I decided that it was probably a good idea to at least um, attempt to try to repair them or refinish them, right? And get this, Jim, I, I didn't even tell you this in the, in the prequel of all this, but um, in the process of doing that, um, I had one cabinet that was really bad. It, it had a water stain in the center of the cabinet, and I, it really bothered me because it looked terrible, and yet I could only hide it so long with a towel rack, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I um, started working on it, I thought, well, this won't be so bad. I mean, I was able to sand it down, no problem. That part was good. Um, but then when I, um, actually started working on it, it was getting worse. You know that moment, every guy who's ever done any kind of renovation, every girl out there who's ever tried to fix a nail polish when they should have left it alone <laughs> or any guy who thought maybe if it's just polished a little more, it'll get a little bit shinier. And then it suddenly buffs itself out. Right? Well, I tell you, I had sanded down this cabinet front door three, four times. And each time I had made it worse. And I took it down to the bare wood and brought it over to um, Home Depot to help them have expertise to try to match the color of the existing cabinets, right? Because if you have 20-something doors, you can't have one that's way off, right? No, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it usually helps, right, Jim? I mean, not saying yeah. anything, not being picky, but, you know, it would look nice to have them work, right? And um, so I had that thing going. Um Everything was going okay, and then they tried to color match. They couldn't do it, so I had pretty much given up and thought I'd have to call a cabinet maker to just match this one door for me. Fortunately, I brought it into Benjamin Moore, and um, not name dropping on the company, but if they do a good job for me, why not, right? So exactly. I brought it in, and the girl there tried her best to match it, but she said, I can't really do this, but there's a guy who um, did a great job for me. Uh, like can do this stuff like bang on and his name is uh, Gagan it's a uh, G-A-G-A-N and he did an amazing amazing job and color matched uh, the the cabinet door for me so that it looked all repaired he even went so far to help me um, stain it and gloss it considering the fact that I had gone so many problems with it just to demonstrate how to do it right and I was just blown away I mean you know when you try something so hard to try to make it work and it doesn't work no matter what you try and then somebody comes along that can do it it's just amazing to you, right? It's like that person's a wizard, you know? Yes. And he literally took my defective panel that I've worked on three times, and I spent 12 hours trying to do this. It was not a short exercise, because every time I had to sand it and dry it and wait for it, right? And I'd pretty much given up hope that I would be able to do this. And he said, don't worry, leave it with me. I'll take care of it. I'll show you how it's done. He goes ahead, mixes the color, does the thing, clear coat glosses the three thing for me. I buy all the materials and everything, but... He took care of the, of the expertise level, and I was just blown and floored away when I saw it. I mean, my family couldn't tell which one was the old or new door afterwards. That's how good it was. That's 
Well, that's great. You know, I, you you met somebody who really really knows what the heck he's doing. And you know, it takes pride in his work. It's not yeah. what we have to do in life; it's what we choose to do. Exactly. You know, he could have said, "Nope, can't do anything for you. Good luck." You know, and then call it a day. But in his own quality control as a human being, he knew he could do more. And hit. You know what I loved about it? I didn't even tell you about this before, Jim. I la- that's why I love about the improv section of our talk. He said to me. Every time I'm in the store, I go in with an intention to wanting to help people. <laughs> That's deep. Yes. Talk about the Wayne Dyer of paint. <laughs> <laughs> so if Gaggin's listening on this, kudos and hats off to you, brother. You made my day. I, I rewarded. I wanted Karma to come back. I wanted to make sure he was taken care of and got him a, a little like a, uh, like a certificate for... Uh, for a movie and a movie night out, you know, with some popcorn and stuff. Because I thought, like, hell, he did more for me in that short period of time than I would have ever expected. And then, I mean, I got the materials and everything, but that's just a side point. You know, you can give you can give a a, a non artist a, a load of paint and paint brushes and canvases, but they're not going to produce a Michelangelo, right? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> you know, it's about the skill of what you do. It's what you do. It's doing what we do because we can do it. And serving the larger humanity than just looking at what we can do for ourselves. See, I think poverty isn't a matter of measurement by income or or prosperity level. It's a measurement of how you see your greater purpose in life. See, I think that when people are actually poor, it's not that they're poor um, because they lack the opportunity. They lack the mindset of prosperity. And prosperity doesn't just take the 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 mindset uh, coming from financial wealth, but it also takes in from a emotional and spiritual wealth as well. If you're financially rich but emotionally broke, you'll soon wind up in a place that you're not happy with. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of lonely people in fifty room mansions. Yeah, I'm feeling like a Hallmark card today, Jim. I don't know about <laughs> you. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I like, I feel like that theme song in the background. Celebrate the moments of your life. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting all I got, I'm getting all getting all in there. But you know, I started thinking, you know, if if life's too short to waste, then we better make the most of what we got. You know, whether or not be spending time resting, that doesn't mean go accelerate your 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 days and do as much as you can in one day. No, because if you were to do that. You actually wouldn't be valuing it. You'd be rushing. And when you rush, the result is that you feel compressed in time and less fulfilled, right? So it's a balance. It's a bit of a balancing act. It's, it's juggling what you find important in your life and then making sure you take the time to, to reward yourself with that. You know? Otherwise, all you're accomplishing is you're spinning your wheels, you know? Yeah, that's why, that's why I think uh, you know, we started with rest in this because um, that that's a pretty important component of being able to go at a higher tempo at times. Mm-hmm. You can't go and you know you can't you can't go at fifty five hundred RPM all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to hit idle once in a while. Yeah. No, I agree. If you don't hit idle once in a while, you're burning. You're spinning your wheels. Yeah, yeah. You're spinning your wheels, brother. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Jim, but 
I mean, this was a great fall edition of our Seize the Day. We give our listeners everything they can take. 40 minutes of pure listening pleasure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I always enjoy talking to you regardless. So even if nobody else is listening to us, you know, that's what you got to do. Caution to the wind. You just got to throw it all out there. And then when we really become famous, they'll be scoping back at all these gems and wondering, wow, how did we not see the raw diamonds in the rough here? <laughs> well... And uh, on top of that, um, you know, we'll, we'll sign off to our listeners by saying, you know, um, stay tuned for that big New Year's edition. <laughs> yeah, like we're, I mean, 2018 is just around the corner. And, you know, and, you know, like Jim and I might have mentioned in the past, we do take any kind of like uh, suggestions about our podcast. If you have them, if you want to comment about topics you want us to cover and, um you know, if you definitely can't help it, you just love our topic so much that you want to end up hosting us for a five-star dinner, we're, we could be talked into that with a little bit of arm wrenching. <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything's possible. So I, I guess until next time, Jim, I guess we'll let them seize the day by listening to what we got. And I hope that everyone out there is going to have a great holiday, great Christmas. We might uh, touch base begin before that. But if we don't, um, thank you for taking the time to listen to us in 2017, and we hope to return the favor again in 2018, eh, Jim? Absolutely, Winston. All the best to everybody out there for their holiday seasons. Yeah, for sure. And we will see you in the new year. All right, buddy. Let's count it down. Well, we won't. Do, I guess we could count it down. I'll count it down to five, four, three, two, one, and then it won't be Happy New Year, but it'll be happy that that you made it through to 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's five, four, three, two, one. Signing off for Jim and Winston. Season the day. Take care, Jim. Take care, Winston. All right, we'll catch you next time.